Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes. Man, Bernstein and Holmes, best show in radio. I love it, boys. Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score. Just simply the best! Here's the 3-2. Line drive hit to deep left center field. Way back. This could go. It's gone. The Palatine Pounder comes through and the Cubs take the lead. So I was asking Talkman, you know, you have all these nicknames. People try to include Palatine in all the nicknames. And he laughed when I asked him, what do people call you? Deadpan. Just goes, Mike. It's a very serious guy. Name's Jim, but my friends call me Jim. Mike Talkman, guy you never heard of until this year because he'd been in Korea and on the Yankees. He was on the Yankees, yes, we've heard of him. And on the Giants, but most people here hadn't. He just kind of showed up, and there he was, and then he was good, and now he's good. And it's giving them the opportunity to pick their spots for their $70 million free agent signing Seiya Suzuki. I love that that's what they've done. I love that I look, this is what I wanted. What I wanted was serious baseball and baseball to be managed in a very serious way. Serious business. No more fan mail. And now now we're here. We're here with I'm putting the best nine people on the field. Bingo. Like let's stop messing around with all this stuff. Let's try to win games. So if if Talkman's the hot hand and he's gonna finish this season. From a war standpoint, like all star level, mm. he's two one. He's two one. Yeah, he finished the season two five. That's not all. That, two 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 is is flat line. Two is a guy. Is it two two? I would say two two war is a guy. You you start talking four, like what Nico was last year. Then you're you're kind of knocking on the door. All right. A four is four is lofty, but okay. That the would be like is- edge of all star. He's he's bringing a lot of value to the team, and there's something that I go back to when we're discussing this, and it's what David Ross said when he talked about putting together the lineup and saying, you know, we got to go with who's good right now. It can't just be about who's got, who needs their at-bats and who needs their numbers. And who needs to work on stuff, like not working no, no, on no. stuff. You've got 50 and, games left and not to work on stuff. We always talk about the circle of trust with the bullpen. Yes. This is when the circle of trust is your lineup, too. But here's the thing. Didn't you guys do what I did when you heard that and ask, who's he talking about? Well, we found out. We did. Tonight, the Cubs conclude their series against the Mets. Pre-game begins 535, first pitch 610 on the score in the Xfinity Cubs radio network. You can hear Cubs games on your smart speaker by just by telling your vice to play 670 the score. And I'm told this, Zach Zaidman tonight will be joined by Elise Meneker in the booth. Ron Coomer has the night off. Pre-game will be hosted by Chris Ranji. Get out of here! Starting wow. No way! Let's go! How about that? You talk about a turn. How about that? Is we, he taking calls? A marking Daddy point needs a sleep. of this no. season. There you go. You want appointment radio? You got it. Daddy needs his Cubs baseball. Daddy wasn't he on the other day? Like, wasn't he on the... I saw Ranji on Friday. On Friday night. Yeah. yeah. Friday night with Ranji. <sighs> he can't quit us. Thanks. Oh, he, that Cubs pregame. I never thought I'd see the day. And Texter, who is asking about Elise Miniker's uh, availability for the Odyssey softball team, 
We would love to have Elise. Hall of Famer, right? Yes. She has a job, and she's not available on Monday nights to play. But yes, we would love to have her on our team. She's Cornell, isn't she? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Was she on the softball team when Sarah Spain was doing heptathlon? I don't know that they would have seen each other in the same field per se. No, but I'm just I'm just wondering if they were. They I'm were not both, sure. Both Maybe at the athlete banquet, big red I athletes could, at the same time. I'll text Sarah. The, the the proud history of Cornell athletics. So that's tonight, Cubs pregame. Yeah, interesting. How about it? This is what David Ross had to say about that Talkman home run that was the difference. Nice defensive plays from him today, and then obviously the homer to, to give us the lead and be able to lock that down was really big. I thought Jan's double was really nice. Uh, obviously, Belly's homer to kind of break the seal and put us on the board. Felt like, okay, here we go. Let's get something going. But um, they're late against uh, bullpen when you're just going to start firing guys at you. You're not getting a, multiple looks at a guy. Just really nice for that. You know, a really nice at bat, 3-2 pitch, and uh, he gets in a nice rhythm and um, just fouled the pitch off before and, and puts that ball in the seats opposite. That was, that was a feel. That's a, that's a tough way to go and a uh, really pretty swing. Ball, ball took off. Indeed. Took off enough for it to be the difference maker in the Cubs' 3-2 win. Now, last month when Talkman was kind of breaking out and we were starting to realize that he was more than just a typical bench player on this team, We asked Ian Happ about how far Talkman has come, and for a 32-year-old, sort of where he is on his journey at this point. I mean, he's always been a really good player. You know, just, you know, he was in Colorado, and and they had a really deep team, and then um, went over to New York, and guys get traded over, and you end up with a really full outfield out there. Um, You know, and then you get to a point where, he went over overseas and played and came back, and there's probably a little bit of freedom to to come back and get an opportunity. And he's really run with it, and his ability, you know, with, with the depth that he's given us to go out there and play center field every day, to hit in the leadoff spot, to let Belly play first, um, and kind of move that whole thing around. You know, that that depth has been really great. And he had great spring training, and he looked great in spring training. And um, you know, there's and, and to not let a situation where roster construction and having to be put on the 40 band at that time, to not let that upset you and just keep going out and playing. And then when you finally do get the opportunity to take advantage of, it's very impressive. He did have a good spring training. And I remember we were all surprised seeing what happened as far as the opening day decisions that were made, because I thought Talkman was going to be a stronger presence at the beginning of the season, but it's nice to see that it's come around and he has put, I think, good at-bats together. There's a defined approach there that you're seeing pay off. It's also key to the protection in the lineup. The beautiful thing about it is that it doesn't have to be more than this. You don't have to look at this and project out on what Mike Talkman's going to be in 2024. You can just go, here's a veteran player that's getting an opportunity to play and is making the most of it and is winning games for your team in a season where they're going for it. Can I broaden that? Sure. This Cubs thing, whatever this is, however we got here, you know how we we always talk about the difficulty in modern life of being present mm-hmm. and being oh, yeah. and, and being in and of the moment that you're in and appreciating it? Being where your feet are, living in the along. That's what this Cub team is. Think about it. Live in the now. Seriously. We don't know where Bellinger's going. We don't know where Stroman's going. Same to who, where, where Talkman's going. Whatever. We know who the core is on the team. But 
this is a the, the fact that we had those moments leading up to the deadline, and we had the the comeback win against the Sox. And and Jed said it mattered. We had the Talkman catch game, and Jed said it mattered. The wins against the Reds and the Cardinals and everything that happened. The stair stepping of well, I don't think they're good until they beat blank, and then they beat blank. And he's like, well, now they've got to beat blank, and then they beat blank. But who knows where they're going? And for now, I can't win the World Series. Not like we we made fun of all the McKinsey brain stuff. Well, they should sell because this team can't win the World Series. Just set that aside for a moment and say, well, the other they got to be a big market team and go spend and maybe they spend for Otani. Okay, fine. We'll have time to talk about all that. But is there anything so horrible with really meeting them in the moment? And I, that 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 kind of feels good. Yes, and, and yes, Dan. And, and, it feels good, and that's okay. You can be hap about it, right? Thank you. I, I could be capital H hap about it. But this is a the the the, the presence. Of this Cubs team in their moment is something to savor. This yeah, is, however, I'm sorry. No, no, please go ahead. Go They've ahead. also made key adjustments in season. Players have made big time adjustments. We sat here and talked about Jamison Tyone's pitch mix, and I said, "Oh, he needs to get rid of a sweeper." He got rid of a pitch. He's been so. Do you good. know what he got rid of? His slider. The thing that was five miles an hour slower is the thing he's not throwing anymore. And he has been good, Lawrence, going into that game. Wasn't he like 4-0 since July 7th and had like a sub-3 ERA? If you look at his he last seven, seven starts, he's been terrific. He goes seven large and now he's and allows only two earned runs last night. And both of those were on the Alonzo homer. So, yes, that is, that's what happened. But you also have players like Jameson Tyone making adjustments. Ian Happ making adjustments. Nick Madrigal got picked off last night but also he's making adjustments everybody's trying to do what they can to get from point a to b just keep the file going like i want i it's funny how no one ends up in my mentions for that or that or the ball that he deflected away from dansby because yeah or or how about keep the file because like when when he he goes by candelario when he goes three for three oh lawrence you were completely wrong about nick madrigal Oh yeah, okay. here's the receipt of every day. Okay. But the point is they Five can to even a player. but they can even withstand that right now because everybody else is doing the thing. Even Alcelai last night gets oh. in a jam and then Daniel Vogelbach grounds it to a double play to end the game. Can we talk about that play for a second? It's gotta be so it's nice art. when you when you realize who's hit that ground ball and you're like, wait, oh. Well he well he did it to himself. <laughs> like there's a lot going on in that play. Free and Vo- easy on Vo- that one. Vogelbach is like, damn it. Like, as soon as he hit it, like, he put his head down and was like, this is over. I love that Dansby Swanson did something that more people covering the base for a pitcher need to do. Oh, you mean he actually stepped on the bag? No, he made himself a tree. He made himself big. Mm-hmm. When the ball goes to Alzali, so, because sometimes pitchers will be like, oh, I don't know what to do. And I I'm always here. say, throw yep. the ball to the bag. Like, don't worry about because one of those guys is going to get there. But Dansby was like, I'm here. I'm here. Throw it to me. And Alzali was like, okay. And he threw it to him and they're able to. It's it's such a small thing, but it is a, another data point on how good he is at being a defender. He understands the situation. Alzali doesn't field a lot of balls. 
This is a we got to get out of here type moment. Let's take our time. Look back here for a target. Don't look at Nico. Look right here. Yep. This is where I want you to throw the ball. You know what it reminds me of? It's like it, a cue. It, it is. It reminds me of low post. The difference between a polished low post basketball player understanding how to make a target and understanding how to seal his man or her their man and and showing. On this hand, I'm I'm here. Mm-hmm. You can put the ball in this space, and I'm going to get it. And that is a skill. Look, we see, we see it with with tight ends. We see it in one on one matchups in, in red zone situations with tight ends. Being able when you see hand in the air or moving to space, don't put it over here. I got you if you put it over here. It's spatial awareness, additionally, mm-hmm. and That's he a great has point that. About that. Yeah, and even on the act of the tag. What's the famous tag we're thinking about right now at second base? Tim Anderson? Who <laughs> was crowding second base when that happened. And Dansby and does the opposite, does a jumping jack midair, basically. He gave you the jump man logo as he was helping to turn that double play last night. Those two play a very different shortstop. But is it that or is it the Phil Mickelson wins the Masters logo? I don't think that he ever gets up that high. He doesn't, but, he, but he's got the whole thing like... I'm up six no, not big. that. Like when he oh. ha- actually had to you know, evade the the guy that was the, uh, it was um it was Frankie, right? It was Francisco Lindor, right? And and he's trying to avoid him in second base. Dansby gave you full jump man, like full jump man before he he makes that throw. It was really great. Like like it's such a small thing, but it's beautiful baseball. It's just I got you. Like I'm sure that in the, in that moment. When Alzola is trying to get out of that, and he's thinking, I don't, if I throw this ball in the center field, the game is tied. And Dansby is just like, here I am. I'm right here. Throw it to me. I got you. The level of confidence that you must have as a teammate of his has got to be through the roof. 